heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. The immigration in our country is one of the hottest topics we talk about, uh, uh, probably on an hourly basis here. The harm and the danger that it's doing to our nation. I want to talk to you a little bit about the melting pot principle, but let me just go right to the point of the Statue of Liberty, because we all know it's a mega icon, iconic. Uh, of course, it was the gift from France. Um, I've done shows just on the statue over the years. Uh, the, the the tablet, the purpose of the tab tablet, the poem. They needed the poem. They needed to raise money. The whole idea was to raise money for the tablet to get this thing where it all needed to be. And the words that were chosen for this, uh, and it was a poet, uh, Emma Lazarus, uh, who who uh, uh, contrived all these words. But, but here's the thing, and the main thing we all remember is, give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuge of your teeming shore. So, you know, the thing about this, uh, this, this poet to this poem here is those words get hijacked. They got hijacked from the Marxist left. And I've seen it years ago. This was well before the, the Biden uh, undoing of the border, who really has um, made this a whole new talking point, obviously, today in the danger. And everybody knows it, that he's doing. You know what gets me about this more so is that even those who go along with it, and it's so uh, it's so bad, it's so egregious, it's so in our face, it's so un-American, what's transpiring with the open borders. You almost think that other powers to be in Washington would stop America around and say, oh, whoa, 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 what are you doing here, Joe? This is not going to work. I mean, you know, they're not doing that at all. And I think what's going to happen is when the hits the fan, that's when people are going to say, well, I knew something was wrong. Yeah, I knew this was going to be bad. We knew there's going to be a lot of Monday morning quarterbacking on whatever happens from this uh, treacherous open border deal that we have going on here. The the, the criminal uh, effect that we're talking about here. This was never the idea of the melting pot. That was never, it was legal immigration was the melting pot. And that darn tablet and Emma Lazarus and that poem, I think, frankly, did a lot of harm, did a lot of damage. And I've talked about it before. I wish they'd take the tablet and take that poem and smash it on the ground. Uh, I've said it clearly as I can say it before, because the Marxists left and the that part of the uh, political uh, apparatus, they took that, they hijacked those words and they and they and they throw it back a lot in our faces into america first faces well what do you mean look at that poem that that wasn't the gift from france that wasn't the whole idea of the statue that was a that was an after effect uh, give me your tired your poor your huddled masses yearning to breathe free the wretched refuse of you team and shore i mean come on 
That wasn't the concept. It didn't mean to undermine our values. It didn't mean to undermine our liberty. It didn't mean to bring in all these criminals. It didn't mean to make us a, a sit and duck for terrorists. It didn't mean, mean to run fentanyl and drugs and kill our youth. It didn't mean any of that. None of it. None of this was by design, people. And that was never the idea of that poem. So the fact that the left uses that a lot really irritates me. And frankly, I've had it with the whole tablet thing and the statue in the harbor because it's undermining American values. So there, I said it. I said it. I got that off my chest. Welcome in here to the voice of a nation, my fellow Americans. It is Malcolm out out here. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about here. I mean, there's a right way to do this and a wrong way to do this. And the melting pot principle of America goes all the way back to the European immigrants and who made this country what it is. And it was a very accepting, forgiven nation. But there was also a way to do it. It was called Ellis Island. And there was a proper way to, to build this. And when you look at the growth of America and the population boom, uh, it, it all had a purpose and a point. But it was it was legal immigration that made this country. And of course, the left today is undermining uh, uh, our values and this whole liberty thing and what it means here. Now, here's the thing I'm going to say to you. Here, here's Brace yourself here. I'm going to suggest to you right now what I really believe. And that is, if you really believe in America first, and you really believe, or the make America great again, it's, it's one and the same, but America first, I use, okay? If you really believe that and you understand, if we're going to help others or do whatever it is, we got to take care of our own. It's no different than, as you say, when you're on the plane and there's a problem, the oxygen tank drops down and you put it on your own mouth where you can help that fellow neighbor or the kid or somebody else. It's the same thing here in our country. If we don't take care of our own business, we don't help ourselves, we're not going to be any good for anybody, people. Uh, charity starts here at home, period, end stop. That's where it starts. That's where it ends. We can do a lot of good in a lot of areas of the planet, but we've got to be able to take care of what's important here to America first. Good to take care of our people and our safety and security and all that is. And the person who embraces this America, you know who embraces immigration the most and who embraces this whole uh, is Donald Trump. He was the one who realized the danger in those borders, who made it his campaign a promise to the country uh, back when he ran in the 2016 election. Uh, and he really drove that point home and talked about the changes. Now, yeah, the left took it all out of context and called him a racist, uh, you know, many other names with it, you know, a supremacist and a, uh, whatever, that he hated Mexicans and hated all this. A lot of it was perfectly far from the truth. I mean, we all knew that if you followed his backdrop and his history. I mean, really, I mean, he, he wasn't a racist fellow. I mean, I didn't see that over the years. And quite the fact, it was the opposite, frankly. And I have to defend that because it's true. The, the truth is he was all, always open. He, he, if you understand America first, you have to understand that legal immigration is the way for it was a legal melting pot. That's and it was all types of people and ethnicities, their backgrounds, their faith who they are, but it was all under the uh, all under the purpose of a Judeo-Christian nation, our faith. That was the connect and driving force of this melting pot, is the fact that America was a, a Christian nation. And friends, nothing's more important when we talk about the fight of good and evil is 
our Christian values and who we are as a people. Nothing's more important. And that it's the driving mechanism to this whole good and evil fight. And it's really where we are today and all that is undermining us and our values. If we're losing that fight uh, many days. We feel we are. Frankly, I, you know, in the big scheme of things, to step back and look at all this, I'm, I'm not so sure we are losing the fight, though. I have to put that out there. And the, I'm talking about the fight in the scope of good versus evil, because good will always prevail at the end. If you have faith and you believe in, 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 in God's principles and you know where we're at right now, you have to know that good is going to prevail. And that has to give you some comfort in who you are as a person if you believe. You see, that's the that's the that's the guiding principles that we believe, and that's the driving guiding principles of America, to be sure. You know, so it was indeed Donald Trump who embraced those principles. He knew the values of the melting pot. He knew the values. He was a construction worker from uh, construction uh, company from uh, New York. I mean, he dealt with some of the hardest. Uh, knew how to negotiate but also talk like a New Yorker, you know, which is where people, where he gets that whole tone from, uh, from, I mean, in, in the construction field, it's, you know, it's the way they are. It's the way they be. It's the way they talk. And, and not only is he, was he in construction, but it was New York construction. which <laughs> was like, you know, I mean, you know, he just, that's the way it is. He tells you what the score is. He, you mess up. He's going to put you in your face quick. And not, but, those of us who under we many of us understand that principle, that driving mechanism. Sometimes it's you know it's said to get a rise out of people. Other times it's said with uh, with a deep belief system in himself. Now listen, everybody is flawed. He's not perfect. He he's flawed. We're all flawed, and he's no difference. But I, but I think this mechanism of a melting pot and understand that America is very very important to where we stand today and what happens. Now, fast forward here. You know, a couple of things are interesting to talk about as, as I want to bring this whole topic to life here in just a moment. And it's it's this. You see these reports lately on Nikki Haley? It's like, you know, I'm so tired of the media in this country and the lies and the BS that they tell. It's so constant. They're, they try to make us, you know... They make stuff out of thin air, like, you know, it's just lies and propaganda. And they drive a headline or a narrative. And I've been seeing that in the past, well, few weeks. Nikki Haley's our best chance. I'm, I'm looking at all of these headlines. There's a ton of them, you know. Um, the uh, Nikki Haley tries to be all things to all Republicans as she takes on Trump. Nikki Haley's time, what to watch ahead for the a GOP debate, of course, coming up, you know, the next one. Uh, but um, Senate anti-Trump GOP see Haley as the best hope to avoid disaster. So a lot of the anti-Trump people, Nikki Haley faces tough math to beat Trump. At least Reuters said it accurate. She does have tough math. Not only that, you know, listen, I like Nikki Haley as a person. Don't get me wrong. And so I'm not here to do a personal attack on her. And I think she's a fine person. She's a good conservative voice. I'm not suggesting she's not. She's a little more moderate than maybe I would like a little bit, maybe some of that. But more so what worries me about her is her um, her big worldview, her, her, uh, 
her backdrop and experience, her time at the UN as the ambassador and how she sees the world with our involvement is a little scary, actually. I'm just afraid she'd have us into a lot of troubles. Uh, do I like her? But I, I absolutely like her. I think there's a place for her somewhere in here. I'm not saying she's not good. But when I look at a lot of this right now, the media is making her the darling. Only for the moment. She's the convenient one. She's she's the idiot in the room at the moment. And this is what the media does, you know. Uh, for House Speaker Paul Ryan, Nick Haley is the most qualified. Well, of course. I mean, he's a globalist. She's a globalist. I mean, the Kumbaya session is what that is all about, you know. She's the newest thing, man. She's got momentum. They've, they've been using that word a lot. Momentum. When there wasn't even any momentum, but they needed somebody and they think she's the she's the person right now, that she's the one or they're trying to make her the one. They're trying to make their audience believe that she's the one. And that's how they do it, friends. That's the media in our country. They change the narrative all the way around to get the result that they want. They'll change all the stories, all the headlines, every part of it. And if that doesn't work, they'll go on to something else and create another narrative. Because that's how this operates. It's what they've done with every crisis, every catastrophe, everything that's happened all the way through the past many years that I can see the media is the biggest culprit we have in this country. It's, to me, it's the reason the media is why James Comey got away with everything he got away with. It's also why the FBI and the Department of Justice is totally out of control, is our media. It's also why Hillary Clinton is still walking free today. It's, it's why there were never any charges from all of that. That's, that's why all of that has happened. The media pylon and the narratives they built is exactly what's coming into the 2024 election again. So until we wake people up to understand what we're really dealing with here, this narrative is going to continue to build. And it's what people read. It's what they watch. It's what they see. It's what they listen to. It's what they think. It's what they believe. You say it enough times, people. It's got to be true. It's got to be true. What? Right. You see it enough times. You see it enough places. Well, that's the thing. Even my own people do it in my own circle do it. They do it all the time. They see a report. Oh, my God. Did you see that? That was that's that's quite a story. Yeah, it's a bogus story. And I see a lot of the sources coming about, too. And it's it, there's so much garbage out there and crap just to feed a narrative. That's all it is. And we don't know. There's no, you can't define the line anymore between opinion-based and news fact. There is no more news fact. Journalism is gone. It's dead. It's history. It doesn't exist. So I digress. So bringing it forward from there, then you see these reports, uh, or I'm sure you have, uh, talking about uh, Chris Cuomo, the uh the, the former CNN host who is now News Nation, which I don't, I haven't watched the, I don't know what you think about it out there, the News Nation. I haven't really spent any time. I mean, I, I see some of the clips and things that are out there, but I haven't spent any time um, understanding their mission and their network. Some people like them. They say they're really up and coming. Now, things are primed right now to replace Fox News for a lot of people. Make no mistake about it. And things are primed for independent media and things are primed for more America first, 100%. There's a, there's a big, wide audience waiting for that, friends. We see that here at America Out Loud, to be sure. But to see Chris Cuomo had some comments out there that were, some say were taken out of context. Others say, no, 
And then also Black Lives Matter, which I did not know much about this dude. This uh, He's the leader in Rhode Island. And yeah, that is still a state, a Marxist one at that, and a small one, but it is a state just the same. Most corrupt political, one of probably the most singularly corrupt political state in the nation, uh, behind some other pretty tough characters. But Rhode Island is horrible. Uh, Mark Fisher is his name. And so the comments uh, that uh, uh, supposedly uh, that maybe they endorsed Trump, Cuomo, there's a little bit of it's a little bit uh, murky there, whether he did it. And he did say some comments that he would consider it. I don't know but that, if that's an endorsement or not, but um, some people think it is. Maybe I don't know. Um, so these are some of the things. Let's do some dot connecting right now and uh, talk of this melting pot principle, why it matters. Uh, why Trump is the more I, you know, I had an interesting conversation over the weekend too, with uh, on viewpoint with a great radio talent and a political analyst out of Cleveland, Ohio, Bob France, love the guy. He's terrific. Marvelous. One of the best, I think in the business. And it was a joy to reconnect with him. We had a great, if you missed that, it's on podcast on viewpoint this Sunday, had a great conversation and he talked a bit about DeSantis Trump, knew, knows what's going on, which we all know. Everybody knows the takedown on Trump and what's taking place there. But he actually is a Ron DeSantis fan and really thinks he is um, good. And, and DeSantis has been probably, he could very well potentially be our most successful uh, governor in the country. Make no mistake, he's got a great track record to run on. Um, but uh, and and I don't, I'm not not here. A lot of people. I see some even reports coming into me this morning. People poo poo and DeSantis are trying to find things wrong with him, and I'm I'm not willing to really do that. I think he's a fine governor, and I think he'd be a, he's a fine candidate. I'm not sure the timing was right for him to jump, and I've said that to you many times. But he's not exactly uh, uh, you know uh, a nothing burger. He's not a chump meat here. He's he's a very quality individual. And frankly, with that uh, that uh, debate with the blue and red that uh, they did, that Hannity did, I thought really showcased him, frankly, as a uh, as a leader. I think it did some good for him, basically. We'll see if that changes the numbers or not. I don't know. But to me, I looked at that debate more as a red and blue debate, not a presidential sort of conversation. I think a lot of people took that out of context, wanted to talk about the presidency. And I get it. I get it. But I took this as how screwed up our country is in a blue state uh, mindset versus a red state mindset. If you consider and compare California to Florida, blue state, red state mindset, you know what I'm saying? I mean, that's an argument and a conversation we should be having. I mean, and that drives right to the melting pot principle, you know, I mean, because of uh, immigration and blue state politics and how Newsom believes, God forbid, I, I pray to, I'm going to pray right here with you right now, my fellow Americans, I help me with join hands with me and let's pray to God that he will never, uh, God, please do not let Newsom get anywhere near 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. In fact, please keep him out of the beltway and uh, please uh, expire his, uh, leadership role in some capacity is the soonest possible date that you can, please. <laughs> That's my prayer for the day, friends. He is horrible. He's a horrible leader, just terrible. The man, he I, he can't even put into words where he comes from, this Newsom character. I mean, nothing he says is American. I don't see him as part of the melting pot principle when we talk about America. And he's a disgrace. 
and he doesn't he doesn't stand by his people or any of that. So that doesn't fit into the melting pot principle. You know, I think Ron DeSantis does. And I think Nikki Haley does, frankly. I'm not saying they don't at all. I, I'm talking about the principle where you have a, a mechanism for a legal uh, immigration and the concept of uh, Christianity and who America is. And that we're based on this melting pot, you know. So having said all that, uh, boy, those are my only opening remarks, and it's only taken 20 minutes to get there. Uh, Steve, Steve, Dr. Steve Latulip's with me here in, uh, in the backdrop, listening to all this ranting going on. I don't know, Steve, it's just a few points I needed to connect in my own mind that I was a little, and you wrote a marvelous piece, by the way, uh, and did your show on it this past weekend on Unity Without Compromise, uh, The Melted Pot Principle, Is America's Secret and Saving Grace? I love the piece that you got here and the show you did on it. Um, the answer is the great melting pot principle. The law of liberty is the very power. It's just some awesome stuff in here, man. Uh, so draw some sense out of what I said here about this melting pot principle and the, the driving mechanism of America. I mentioned Trump. I mentioned a couple of these endorsements. I mentioned Haley, but I mentioned Newsom and, and uh, DeSantis. And, but I'm really trying to drive to a bigger narrative here. I talk about the tablet and why people, so many people get it wrong. But your piece really spoke to me. And when you talk about our faith as, as a people, what do you say to that? Uh, first of all, Malcolm, I, I think I'd like to clearly define, because you're talking the mental pot principle, uh, I'm not sure that you really clearly define it. It's very important to understand this. Yeah. And this, I suppose, has been my soapbox. The men, melting pot principle is actually, as you said, the law of liberty. But people need to understand that that is a very Christian principle. It comes from the Bible. In fact, the half-brother of James, which uh, who wrote the book of James in the New Testament, calls it the royal law, and it is this. And it's summarized very nicely by the Apostle Paul in Galatians 5.14, which says, For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And when, uh, and by the way, I love the principles of, uh, uh, that are written on, uh, scrolled on that beautiful statue uh, of Lady Liberty. You're talking on the tablet now? Uh, yeah. And, it, what, well, the ones the, I right. read to listeners moments ago? Yes. Oh, yes. I hate those I, words. I, I hate them. I wish yeah, they'd break that tablet time. and bust it. Hate them. Yeah, see, I, I personally, I don't feel that way. I think that they are beautiful words, but but really? they are, remember, everything is turned absolutely upside down right now. They will make good evil and evil good. And I mean, if- But why give, why give them the mechanism to do that when we say, I mean, how stupid are those words? Give me your tired, your, that's what they're doing, Steve. How can you like those words? They're horrible. That's what they're doing to us, man. We're getting all that. We're, we're getting exactly that. We're getting, I mean, it's the worst possible denominator. I mean, if they're coming in legally, fine, but they're not. No, I agree. And and there were laws back when. I mean, we have always had rules that this is completely uh, an invasion. This is an invasion of our country. No doubt about it. And yes, this can and possibly will destroy us if we don't get a hold of uh, DHS, you know, uh, Mayorkas. Uh, he, this guy should oh, yeah. be... 
uh, it, let's just say he should be on charges, should be in jail. Oh, absolutely. Prison. But, you know, getting back to the words uh, on the tablet, yeah, please. when every when every immigrant came to America, took them up on that thing and, and said, OK, there's a better life in America. Let's come to America. Well, the first thing they did was handed them this guidebook. And the first words that you read is forget your customs and your ideals. In other words, Whatever garbage you brought here, leave it behind because this is a new country with a new principle. And the principle of the melting pot is that we love and respect each other. We look out not only for ourselves, but for you as well. And we expect you to work hard. And that is exactly what it said. It says, select a goal and pursue it with all your might. You're talking about the guidebook now they give you. The guidebook, right. You're going to have a bad time, but sooner or later, you know, with hard work, you're going to achieve that goal and you're going to make America great by doing so. That was the principle. So it says, don't take a moment's rest, run. In other words, work hard, contribute something. And this is a great nation where you have the opportunity to do that. The problem is that that principle, uh, that ethic is is shot. It's gone. Everyone coming into our country wants to receive everything and contribute. Well, that's exactly. Yeah. That's what they've done. Steve. To your point now, let's slow down just a minute here. Everything you just spoke about um, at the end of this, you're speaking about the guidebook they give you upon your arrival, uh, the legal immigrants you're talking about, right? That's what we're talking about here. And this, I agree with you wholeheartedly here. uh, And I love what you have. And you referenced that in your write-up here. Forget your customs and ideals, select a goal and pursue it with all your might. I love this. You will experience a bad time, but sooner or later you will achieve your goal. Don't take a moment's rest run. Wow. And you say, what are the nation that's office has promise and hope? Steve, you hit it head on for me. But but my bigger point is that I always, you know, I always really uh, wrestled with that tablet. The fact is they needed money and they raised money. And then in order to put that uh, something with the tablet and the poem up there on the tablet, and I think as a conservative, I think they hijacked our country because that's been thrown back in my face many times, Steve, this give me your tide. In other words, the left says that's their recipe to take the lowest possible denominator with open borders, deal with it. That's what they say. Exactly. And that's that's abusing uh, the words, absolutely abusive. And that's what happens so often with scripture, too. That's why people are so confused about what Christianity really is all about. And so they're they're coming to our country and taking this law of liberty that has raised us to be such a great power. And they are absolutely using this liberty as a cloak for vice to try and destroy us to elevate them by themselves by false means, by wrongful means, illegal means, and that destroys a nation. We have to have law and order to be able to prosper in America. Well, to my point, when I've gotten on here before, and I did shows on this uh, tablet, I've studied this uh, the last many years here, and I've done a couple of programs dedicated specifically to the statue. I will tell you right now, and and I remember uh, going out on a limb and just telling you, I don't, I, I, I like, in other words, I got it in my mind that the tablet, in my mind, metaphorically, Steve, was doing us a lot of harm. The words that were hijacked to put on there, the left uses to undermine us. And what I said often, I wish the lady, uh, Liberty, would take the statue, the tablet, and bust it 
and let's put a new tablet up there with new words that would that would and i do this on my metaphoric i'm not trying to be a smart ass here but i do it metaphorically too to stand on principle i'd rather see when that talks about legal immigration or that talks about our christian roots and who we are i know what the melting pot is and the melting pot is everything that our nation stood for and our christian values which you point out perfectly well in this write-up is exactly what this is about. But that those words there, I think, get us into a lot of trouble. Not the guidebook, but the words that were inscribed on that tablet. I really feel that way, Steve. Oh, you know, I think it's a great idea, Malcolm. I agree with you. I think it needs to be rewritten saying, wait a minute here. Let's get this right. We didn't say come and take advantage of us. We didn't say come and, and rape America, get everything you can. Uh, it, it does need to be written for our times. It needs to be hey, revised, right. uh, updated, because, yeah, we're living in a totally different time. We are, you we know, are indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The birth um, of our nation, you know, it was it was served its purpose. Now, not so much. No, no. I'm so glad you said what you said because I wasn't sure where your mind was. As you can tell, friends, Steve and I didn't talk about any of this, which I never do. I, he, he barely knows what what I'm going to talk about. I said, "Yeah, I'm going to talk about the melting." Pot. Okay, let's do it, man. So here we are. We're off to the races, but. I love what he just said, and I'm glad that he said what he said. And you know, I, I you know, I think I mentioned in a show, I, I, you know, I just recall this, and I, I'm pretty sure back a couple few years ago, I, like I said, one of the shows I did on this topic when I studied back to this tablet and what was behind the the um, the grassroots movement to raise money, and that's how they did it to inscribe the tablets and. And it, it just became a rallying call for the left to undermine our our values and who we are as people. And so I, I, you know, and Steve, you just got me going and thinking about that because I'd said something back then about maybe a new campaign to raise money to to uh, turn back the tide or to drive the message home. Because I've literally, I'm I'm very serious. I've had conversations with Democrats, with with uh, people of the left on my show some years back, had plenty of them on, and they would read me those words and rub them in my face, Steve, more than once. And I got so to the point where I just didn't, I, I was really, um, I felt that tablet and those words were undermining us. And I got to the point where I didn't like it anymore. And I thought, you know, we need a campaign to change those words. Now, you just picked up on that beautifully so. And I wonder, I mean, wouldn't that be something to run a, a camp? A, 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 um, uh, it's, a, it's a campaign is what it is. It's to raise funds to be able to, uh, boy, boy, would that be heated. Uh, that Politically, that would be a battle in today's world. But, you know, at some point, metaphorically, uh, we've got to take these battles on. No more than these bastards have torn down all our history and our statues and everything else and continue to do so. They get away with all that, Steve, right? Why can't we say, no, well, we've had enough. We want a new tablet. We're going to raise money to do it, man. And, and you know, what do you think about that, Steve? Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a worthy cause. It, um, I think we don't, you know, we don't want to erase our history. Malcolm. No, I mean, no. those, those words were fantastic for a, a nascent uh, nation. And they were, we were calling to build our nation, to contribute something, to make it something really great. I mean, it was in a sense, the, the initial MAGA movement, right? 
Um, But that has now, like everything, including our Constitution, it's been totally abused, totally taken advantage of. And I think rewriting it would be awesome. And and maybe for our semi-quincentennial, you know, that might be an awesome thing. Well, let's talk about that more. I'm pretty hot on this. I, I, I talked about it before and I just feel there's something here. And I'm so glad you've taken the position you have. And we should talk some more. And you know how passionate I am, Steve, about the semi-quincentennial coming. I was one of the first ones to talk about. I just knew the clock. I just love, I just love this country. I love this nation. And I love our Christian roots. I love our immigration system, the legal immigration system. I love everything about our nation. I don't like today's, what they've done to it, how they're undermining us and how they're stealing this in broad daylight is is uh, frightening. I, I just got to state what I believe is the truth. I, I believe Trump emphatically understands the melting pot principle. I do believe that, friends. I absolutely do believe it. But uh, but don't get me wrong. I also think DeSantis and Nikki, these are all quality people. I just, I, I need to say that. I know some of you want to hate them all. That's I'm just not going to go there. I see some of your posts. I see some of the other stuff people put out. They say pretty derogatory stuff about some of these cats. I I don't know that we need to sink to that level. And Republicans don't do this well. They tear each other up. There's no unity in the Republican Party whatsoever. The left unifies to go right over the, they take us right to hell uh, in in a handbag over the cliff uh, is what they, and they unify on it. I mean, which is, uh, you know, (laughs) pretty wild. We can't seem to unify anything on the right. And so I want to keep reminding people of that as this thing takes root and the race takes root. I just speak my truth, the truth of what I really believe. And I do believe that Trump is a uh, a person who understood those principles. He understood uh, the melting pot principles and what they stand for. That's all. And I think we all understand that 2024 is a... Uh, a big moment for our nation. I talked a bit about this on Viewpoint this Sunday. Uh, interesting piece, by the way, that um, General Paul Vallelay, if you haven't read it on the platform uh, that he put that we got up there, uh, will there be an adult in Washington to answer the phone when the time arrives? And he talks about that. And it was a piece that uh, Professor Victor Davis Hanson wrote. Uh, brace yourself for what's coming in 2024 it was a great column he wrote uh, in Zero Hedge. And uh, Victor Hansen is one of the finest, I believe. I do like the man and what he does out there. Uh, but I thought uh, General Paul Valley did a great job with that piece, that op-ed. Uh, read it on the platform there. Um, and uh, so, you know, 2024 is a year we need to pull in. Um, it's, it's This is no normal election. These are no normal times. This is a moment of definition, by definition, and that will define us in our nation and the future of all. This is this is it, people. This is more than just another casual moment, and the crossroads of history is right in front of us here because there's just no room to maneuver. Let me put it this way. Our backs are against the wall. They are. And America first has to come to its senses. We got to be able to push forward. We got to be able to embrace our Christian roots. We've got to bring America back to its senses. And it means a lot of things. But the melting pot principle is surely one of them. 
that will help do that and secure in that border. And I do like the idea of some new words on the tablet at the semi-quincentennial. Wouldn't that be amazing, remarkable in 2026? 250 years for this great nation. I'm so looking forward to it. I'm just hoping it's a moment of celebration in ways that we can only describe and that somehow or another we can bring those wonderfully traditionally red, white, and blue parades down Main Street and get rid of the gay and trans parades. You can have your life and do whatever you want with it. I'm not telling you this, but just don't rub it in our face. It's not normal behavior. No matter how much you folks want to make it normal behavior, it's not. I don't have any problem otherwise. Really, I truly don't. But I just don't want it pushed in our faces down Main Street, USA. Do what you want to do. Put that shit back in the closet. That's all I'm saying, man. Sorry. Sorry, kids. I, I, I said it. Whether you like it or not, I said it. Um, I, I, again, it's not that I'm trying to judge. It's not that I'm trying to tell people how to live their life, who to see, what to do, who to date. It's not what I'm doing here, man. Nor do I want you pushing this onto our kids. And doing this, and which is what you've all done. There's nothing normal about this sort of uh, lifestyle and behavior. Sorry. I mean, again, it's it's a big life. It's a big pot. Live the life you want. But don't sit there and make us all want to accept what you chose. What you cho- No more than I make you accept my life. That's what really rips me up. You know what I'm talking about? It's like I run around and say, well, you know, I, let me tell you what I did. To, you know, my, I mean, come on, come on. What, you know, let me, I mean, what, what is this about? We're having any normal decency. Like I gotta bring it up. You've got to accept the fact that I'm gay. You gotta accept the fact that I'm doing this to Fred over here. I mean, what? I mean, for what? You know, I mean, it's like they want to rub your face in it and make it normal behavior or teach the kids these things. And it's it's okay. Something's not right, people. It smells smells badly. And then it makes us, you know, then they want to make us out to be racist, homophobic, and transphobic and Really, I'm not any of that. I don't give a rat's ass what you do in your life. If you want personally what you do in your closet or behind closed doors, it doesn't matter to me, man. I'm not going to change my day. Have had it. Do whatever. If you consented adults and you want to hang from the chandelier, hang from the chandelier. Just shut the hell up about it. Don't bring it on the six o'clock news, will you? Right? Is that so hard to figure out? I know some people take offense to that. Too bad. Anyways, AmericaOutloud.news. Listen, we're an opinion-based site. Uh, we believe in free speech, uh, and it, it's alive and well there. You, you know, you don't like an opinion, find another one. There's plenty on the platforms. A lot of opinions there I don't agree with either. I mean, for real. So we're not about one one moment and everybody beat to one drum and march. That's not what this is about at all. So anyways, free speech is alive and well. It's back there at AmericaOutloud.news. And uh, we're, there's something for everybody. I mean, we are a melting pot as well. As well, we understand the melting pot principle. We're a melting pot of great people and ideas and thoughts. And I love to talk to all kinds of people and bring it all forward. And uh, we can do all this. We're a big country, big people. But let's just have some decency as we as we do this. And let's let's make the let's make it a family show again. You know, our lives, our, our country. Let's make it a family show again. Let's put the manger scene back at the Kmart and the 7-Eleven, please. Let's worship God Almighty. Let's bring our Christian values in. Faith, you have some other religious faith you want to do? Fine. You have the right. It's in the Constitution. We don't tell you what to worship. You do what you want to do. We don't tell you who to have sex with. We don't tell you any of that stuff, man. Right? It's not so hard. 
Anyways, take a look at all that back at the site. Help us share the out loud truth. Uh, we'll get ready for some big changes in 2024. Looking forward to it. Stay right there. More Voice of a Nation in just a moment. The silent majority has spoken. We say, let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at libertyatamericaoutloud.com. libertyatamericaoutloud.com. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Spike proteins help viruses enter into your cells disrupting your health and your well-being. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body of spike proteins, which allows your body to repair from within, supporting your immune and respiratory systems and regulating your inflammatory response. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deep. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order, risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Out loud. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. Change in the world one person at a time. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Back in here talking about the melting pot principle, my fellow Americans. This is the voice of a nation. It is Malcolm out loud here. So sometimes there's a little too much truth on in here for people. I don't know. And I, I hear the sometimes the comments, and people get really weird if they don't subscribe to that thought entirely. You know, Steve, I that's what I sense a lot from people is is like if you have any difference of opinion or if there's any daylight between what I think and like somebody thinks it's like, you know, they start calling your names or something. What happened to real free speech in our country and on the boulevard and 
what happened to these things that we can't have these conversations anymore, you know? Right. I, I think it's, you know, it's not the issue so much of free speech. It's just because everybody's belting it out pretty much uh, <laughs> aside from what might get thrown you get you thrown in prison. But what <laughs> we really have lost is a respect for one another and uh, for altering opinions. I mean, that's how we formulate, devise great new inventions. Uh, that's all about science where we discuss and debate things and try to come up with a better truth, if you will, or uh, a more clarif clarified version of whatever our reality is. Yeah. So yeah. Steve, my rant in there, my rant in there coming, going into break there about all that. I throw a lot out there, but I don't know. It's just in my mind. I, sometimes I just got to spit stuff out. Uh, but this whole idea of, you know, I have a, you know, I, listen, I'm okay with let, let live in, be lived and do what you want to do. I don't tell people how to live and how to judge. I, I don't. Um, but I just don't want them rubbing it into our face. Does that make sense? Is there any sense there with what I said? Yeah. You know, Malcolm, there's something that I haven't heard you say for uh, maybe a week or two. Uh, and maybe you've said it, but I, I was really impressed with it. You know, you brought up a few times that you know, we've got to stop being so tolerant. And here we are, you know, we're talking about having conversations, trying to express our own viewpoints, but do it in a respectable manner. But at the same time, um, the demands of the other side is that we don't just discuss it. We have to accept it. Otherwise, we will be called names, you know, the racist, the homophobe or whatever. And I think it's really disgusting. And I like your idea that we have to stop being so tolerant of people that just, you know, have no real focus on reality. All they want is for you to accept all of their perversions and all of their corruption. And I refuse to do it. Well, that's exactly it. Um, they they just, it's like they need, and somebody told me recently, Steve, that it's like they need acceptance, acceptance. I mean, get a psychologist or psych psychiatric help if you need uh, acceptance, Steve. What the, it's not my job to give you acceptance, right or wrong? No, it's a good, yeah, it's a good point, Malcolm, because really, I think what we're seeing when you see these rants and these people of saying, you know, when people just lose it because you simply say, look, don't shove it down my throat. You want to be homosexual? You want to, you know, do, whatever. do this or that? You know, go for it. Go do it. But don't shove it down my throat. And by golly, don't hurt my children. OK, because right. I will draw the line and I will push back and I will fight back. I am willing to fight for this country by every definition of the word fight. I, I'm very willing to do that. And I think that there's millions of other people who are saying that you just keep pushing us hard enough and we are going to put you in your place. The, you know, and I'm talking you, the radicals who insist that we accept everything of their lawlessness, mindlessness, godlessness, and, and, and perversion. Well, you know, they want that to be the norm is what they want, Steve. They want that to be accepted on, like I said, I always think, you know, in my mind, Main Street USA, I see it clearly. And I remember growing up as a boy, and I remember the, the you know, the patriotic parades and the feeling of America, it just felt right. The sandlot, playing ball in the sandlot, and just there was just something. Maybe it was an innocence of our country. I don't know, but and I know there were things going on. I'm not suggesting there wasn't, but it wasn't so much in your face all the time. 
And now, if you don't accept their way or what they deem as their new normal, what, and which, of course, they did did uh, th- throw that around at COVID time. Uh, and I don't like this new normal. I don't like it at all because it's very anti-Christian. It's very anti-family. It's very anti-faith. It's very anti, well, what we knew is a normal life growing up, Steve, you know? Right. It's anti-melting pot. You know, I, I recently, Malcolm, went to... Yeah, I went to a, a medical conference in uh, in Texas, and my wife and I drove there, and we stopped in Lubbock, uh, Texas overnight at uh, this hotel, and there out front, uh, in front of this hotel, was a huge stone tablet with the Ten Commandments on it. It gave me such a warm feeling. It's like, wow, somebody did not erase this completely, because this is about law and order. And, and you know, when we talk, even as we've been talking uh, recently about legislating morality, well, whenever we have laws, we have to be legislating someone's morality. And in America, we choose to legislate God's morality. And that's what gave us such a beautiful melting pot that everybody supported because everybody prospered from it. Yeah, and that's the essence of the talk and actually the wonderful piece that uh, Steve wrote, friends. Uh, the um, uh, the melting pot principle is America's secret and saving grace. It is on uh, the platform. Read that for sure. Steve, I want to ask you something here. You, you mentioned, I started looking up, um, again, I don't know this Mark Fisher, the uh, Black Lives Matter leader, but what a transformation that is, if that's accurate. I, I did see the report on that. This Chris Cuomo, I started looking up, by the way, reports on that. Cuomo says, Chris Cuomo says he'd consider voting for Trump over Biden. He did say that. I mean, that's accurate. He said he would consider. Now, there was another thing I seen, Steve, where he said, uh, let's see here. Hold on. Uh, did Chris, Oh, on News Nation itself, did Chris Cuomo say he would consider voting for Donald Trump? Oh, he was on Dan Abrams. OK, live. I see it here. And listen to this, uh, Steve. He says here. Uh, Chris Cuomo tells host Dan Abrams that recent comments he made about possibly voting for former President Donald Trump were taken grossly out of context, he says. So he's kind of stepping back a little bit out of that to say, I'm not really sure. Now, every other report I've read online anywhere talk about that he did indeed say that. So why the regret afterward to Dan Abrams? I don't really know. In fact, I see the free beacon here. Chris Cuomo said to consider vote for. Uh, the, I see a lot of reports that say that. I see his words. Um, why, why should these people get a little weak in the knees when people call them out for what they really said? You know. Huh? Yeah. Well, they don't. They want to deny it. I listened to what Chris said uh, in yeah. that interview, and he just flat said, "Look, I don't like what Biden is doing." I don't. And he actually pointed out, he says, look, there were some things that were a lot better under Trump. And he says, I'm going to te- keep uh, an open mind is what he was saying. I was so impressed with that. I, it was unexpected from Chris Cuomo. But right. uh, it, it to me, it's proof there must be a God. I think a guy like this is stu- I think he's troubled. I think I think he, people like this, they sort of uh, stumble with their ideology. You remember the family he comes from, Steve, right? I mean, look at the family. And I oh, mean, these yeah. are hardcore Democrats. I mean, these people just whatever. And that's part of the problem of our country. There's no sensibility anymore. It's all ideology driven, ideologically uh, motivated, no matter what. But he does say here, listen to this here. He says here, 
he was on a, another show here, uh, the, the former CNN host, and uh, he says he is always open to voting for Trump over Biden. Now, he did say that again, by the way, Steve, just to clear this with you. But he goes on to say, if it's Biden, Trump, he said, look, for me, again, we survived the Trump administration. So he's given his real, you know, at some point, somebody like this is going to have their moment of truth. Maybe this is his moment of truth. I'm just asking. He, he goes on to say, would we were, would we survive another one about, about Trump? Uh, you know, where some people are saying, oh, my God, the world's going to end. Uh, oh, yeah. Maybe maybe your Marxist world is going to end, Steve. Ah, I could see that happening for some of these cats. But he said, would yeah. we? you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, that, right. that world's going to end. You better believe it. He goes on to say, would we survive another one? He, he answers his own question. He says, yes, yes, meaning a Trump one. You know, I don't think there's any greater risk to America uh, with him than with Biden. And for people who are now going to attack me and say, what are you talking about? Trump is like this crazy man. Look, you know, the data is the data. Nobody was trying to kill us when Trump was president in a way that they're not they're not now. If anything, there's more hostility, Cuomo continued. I'm just saying, existentially, I'm not afraid of a Trump presidency. Uh, existentially, I'm not afraid of another Biden presidency. But, oh, now there, I don't agree with it at all. Uh, because unlike many people in America, I believe the country... So what he's saying, Steve, is he said, and this is the crux of his core, his heart here. He says, I believe that the country is much stronger than any individual leader. But I think he's taken America for granted with that comment, Steve. Oh, I think he is. And he's, uh, you know, he's trying to say, well, you can tell he's wrestling. Okay. He's internally yeah, exactly, struggling exactly. wrestling, but let, let's yeah. face it. He has also suffered the wrath of his own indoctrination and propaganda. So, uh, you know, eventually more and more people are going to realize that they are the useful idiots that the globalist uniparty is using to ultimately overthrow them. Remember, everybody's going to own nothing and be very happy about it. And he's saying, well, not so. I don't like where this is headed. And I see the writing on the wall. And I think more and more people are really waking up to that saying, whoa, the truth is we know we cannot survive another uh, Biden-like uh, four years. I mean, I still believe that Obama is actually doing the signing, making the decisions for Biden in many ways. And of course, he has many external influences. He has much funding from many uh, billionaire globalists uh, the world over. But um, no, there's no way that we are. I'm wondering if we're going to survive the, the next year, you know, let alone another uh, Democrat presidency. Th these people are full-blown communists. No, we're not right. going to survive that. Well, but the good news in all that, and I agree with what you say there, is that uh, somebody, if, if if a Chris Cuomo can have his moment to come to truth in the way that at least he's having a conversation, you know, at the very least you and I can say at least he's having a conversation at least he may not be totally on that America first train, uh, but in his own way, he, you know, he has a, well, maybe his vision of America first is a little different than ours, Steve. Maybe that's a way to say it, huh? Cuomo. Maybe so. I, I'll be real curious. I mean, I would love to know which way he votes when nobody may ever know, and that's fine. But I'm encouraged by that, Malcolm, because if somebody like a Chris Cuomo can come to this viewpoint of saying, you know, I'm, I wouldn't rule out voting for Trump because of what he did. Like he says, we all have the same data. We, yeah. we are all in this experiment of trying to make yeah. America survive and live. And it's like, 
we see what's happening. We see the evidence ever yeah. before. You can only lie so much. You can only lie. Exactly. I mean, and Cuomo now has got his moment where he really, I mean, come on. It's so it's in such a vivid color now, right in our faces here, uh, the Biden years and the Trump years. And Cuomo knows in his heart they tried to lambast uh, Trump in every way they could for all those years, Steve. They tried to tear him a new one and they killed it. They and did. It was really a fight against we the people. Trump was just in the way. Uh, Trump is always, and he actually says that. Trump says that. He's just in the way. He's accurate when he says that. They're after we the people. They're after the country as a whole. Trump is a man, just a man otherwise. But he's a man with courage. And he's a man that, um, frankly, I think has done uh, this, you know, again, a lot, been a lot of injustices here. But I think as I see this more, he represents to me, Steve, very clearly the melting pot principle. I think that has been a real success in his presidency and where he is now. So I applaud him. And uh, I just felt this is a message I wanted to get out there today to folks to say there is hope. There is something to look forward to. We see that with uh, with these comments and all. And and don't believe the media when they come out with all this. Oh, she's gaining momentum again. Not to say anything against Nikki Haley's not the Antichrist or not the devil or anything else. I'm not saying that, you know, and I, I think she's fine. I mean, but I'm not looking. For, I don't think we need fine right now. We need exceptional and we need a canoe rocker. And we need somebody who can uh, tell them to be quiet, sit down and behave yourself in the pew there somewhere, Steve, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and we need an honest vote. Uh, that's the other big factor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hopefully we can get that because you're right. People are increasingly leaning toward President Trump just because of his track record, because of the data that we see. And they know it on the other side. And they also know the the uh, the, the establishment that is uh, so hard fast against them. The never Trumpers I'm speaking about. They're getting nervous now because days and weeks and months are clicking. And we're now coming into a new season in the election after the new year. And they're getting very nervous because they see Trump's momentum and numbers and ratings and polls and love of America first people and the true patriots of this country and the nation standing up and saying, you know what? We kind of like that right there. That guy. Yeah, that's the one. What's his name again? Oh, Donald Trump. Yeah, we'll take some of that, please. That's really what oh, we're coming down to. Yeah. It's wonderful. And I, I think he's only going to continue to ramp up. And that's why they're trying to push Nikki Haley or whoever else. I mean, yeah. wherever, whichever way the wind's blowing, they will try yeah. to take advantage of that. But they know they're desperate. They know that they are losing uh, gr their grip on this situation. They're going to try everything, as, as Bob France was talking about on the weekend on Viewpoint. They're going to try everything to, uh, to mar Trump up pretty good here and get an indictment. And, you know, again, they throw enough indictments on him so they knew some of them, you know, and they he makes that point. You have to listen to the interview if you haven't seen it, friends. But he makes that point that, you know, with leftist judges and leftist courts and leftist prosecutors and leftist environments and leftist whatever, I mean, the chances of something sticking, then that's why they've done this, how they've done it. That's why they're trying to nail the nails in his hands. They're trying to crucify him. More than that, my fellow Americans, they're trying to crucify the American people. So uh, my last message to all America first people is this time around, let's fight dirty with dirty. We'll all vote 10 times, just like the Democrats do. We ought to have a, a overswam tsunami here of, of effect there with America first. Oh, my golly. I can't believe he said that. Did he really say that? Well, I'm just saying. 
<laughs> Sometimes, as I said to Bob, it's time to fight fire with fire. You want to ballot Absolutely. Harvest? You know, Steve, I'm ready to ballot harvest. Oh, right, count me in, Malcolm. <laughs> I'm there with you. I am there. If it comes to saving this country, I'm not all that proud, brother. I'll do what we have to do to do it. Thank you very much. Uh, so, friends, thank you for joining me on the mission here. And thank you. This is better than going to psychologists today, I have to tell you here. Thank you very much for joining me on the mission here. It's time to get involved and get loud, America. Thank you.